So guys, welcome to the Fight Rundown, episode 101. We hope you enjoyed episode 100. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we certainly enjoyed filming it, didn't we, Jeeve? Yeah, it was an absolute banger, I thought. Yeah. yeah. The origin story. Yeah, give it his props, man. It is. It's Sunday morning, though, and we are here with an absolute insane guest. Yeah. We pulled a big one. We pulled one the biggest guest we could possibly pull. I personally think it's the biggest guest of all time. We're talking to the main event, the icon, the legend... The biggest Conor McGregor fan I know. Kaya Marsh, how are we doing, Kaya? Great, thanks, mate. We're here. We're here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yep. so kicking off the first hundred. Uh, this, this is the next stage yeah, of the Yeah, true. Yeah, the next it off with a bang. Yeah. Well, sorry, awkward. See <laughs> We said, um, we, we always said we wanted you on, to be fair, didn't we? Um, it's just timings, because big UFC guy, obviously, also trained at the same gym, Mighty Mariners, the best gym. A bit about yourself. I mean, how many fights you had? Some of your favourite fighters, just a bit of an intro to the to the people. Uh, I've had two boxing fights. Won't go into the record one on one. <laughs> Wish I was still undefeated, but yeah. Mentally two and out. Yeah, mentally two and out. Favourite fighters, obviously McGregor, that's why my first appearance is for the McGregor Forever review. So yeah. Uh boxers, you got any Not really a big boxing guy to be honest. No. I train it. But yeah. I'm a big MMA guy. We always have a discussion, you know, yeah. what we're into. And me and Kai are quite easily the two UFC guys, MMA guys at the gym, innit? Yeah, I don't watch a lot of boxing. There's some, like, I like Caleb Plant, a few other boxers, but yeah, we've got really that big. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you said, we're here for the McGregor Review, um, McGregor Forever Review, uh, which is live on Netflix. Pretty much, it's just his last four fights from 2018 to the most recent Dustin Dustin Poirier one in 2021. I was going to go through each episode. Um, so this is a spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Um, if you haven't, I personally think it's the greatest sports documentary I've ever watched. Thoughts for you two? I really enjoyed it, to be fair. Um, seeing it just recently, not managed to get to the final episode. Um, yeah. But I've got through three, and I thought it was really, really fun watch. Kaya? I agree. I think it was that good. I watched it twice. First time was so nice. He had to do it twice. So um, yeah, uh, favorite episode. Before we do go into each each one, I'm gonna go for the first one. Yeah, number one. Yeah, number one for me. I thought really interesting the way he run his camp. And we're gonna go through them each each by each. And let's put it in the background here. Yeah. So first of all, McGregor. We're gonna go into each episode. So this is the first part, episode one. What was your boys' thoughts? Forget about the documentary. When you heard McGregor was fighting Khabib in Russia, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want Khabib in Russia. We haven't said that for a while. Ah. Yeah, th- thoughts on that fight getting announced? Uh, to be fair, I just thought it would be easy money for Khabib at the time. Mm. You always saw the result yeah. going one way. Yeah, I thought if there's anyone who could have beat Khabib, it would have been Connor. Why? Just. Whenever he's fought wrestlers, he's done really well, like with Chad and Eddie. So I thought if there's anyone that could have beat him and who could shut his lights out early, it would have been Connor. Yeah, I mean, it was such an interesting match. And I was at UFC 25, I remember they had that sick press conference. Nate Diaz just randomly walks out as soon as he sees Connor's face. Um, I think it was, it was October time, wasn't it, uh, the fight? Yeah. And then, um, pretty much, that press conference, the two press conference, the first one in the... Red checkered suit, yeah, suit, pink, pinkish. 
probably the most ruthless thing I've ever watched yeah. in my life. I think it was a bit dark. I was a, you could tell oh, there yeah. was a lot of hatred in it. Yeah, they didn't put enough hatred in the first episode. No, they didn't. Because it was way more personal than that. Yeah, wasn't it was. It? Yeah. Yeah, him, him going after Ali about the terrorist allegations and oh, all I that stuff. Watching that live, I was. Like, I could go into heavy detail, and yeah. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was oh, that was mental, wasn't it? The fact that he took shots, he took shots at everyone, didn't he? His wife. Yeah. Family, well, he must have done his research because all the stuff seemed to be true about Ali. Yeah, he's a dodgy fella, isn't he? Oh, we've, for sure. We've yeah. Said oh yeah. Do we like Ali? I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't. Also, that number point on that first episode, Aldo 13S. <sighs> Anywhere you can get a shot in at anyone, <laughs> he takes it. And do we all agree? Look, when we watch this, just thinking how small McGregor looked. Like in his regular life to how he does now. Like he looks absolutely I know, tiny, it's doesn't mental, he? Isn't it? Yeah, he's huge now. Yeah, his head's massive as well, isn't it? Like his whole <sighs> yeah. body. Um, yeah, so pretty much, he just the first episode, they start, start talking about. His personal life, um, how much money he's got, and how he's he's come on. Um, we'll have to flick through it to be fair. Yeah, and and how far he's how far he's got from the beginning, um, and then started talking about his camp that started in Crumlin, uh, which is you've you've been to Ireland and you mentioned the twelve. Why it's called proper twelve as well? Yeah, uh, do you want to give a bit of info on that? Well, basically, the area where he's from is Dublin twelve, so that's why he's named it proper twelve, and also the Black Forging is in. Dublin 12. Yeah. And the way he says how it's rough around there when it was growing up, when we went through it, it was really rough. Yeah. Like, going towards the Black Forge, it was quite rough, so... Like, council yeah. area type. Yeah. Well, he's obviously... He's, cha- he's changed the game when it comes to bringing Ireland up, isn't he? He's probably the big. Is he the biggest Irish person ever? He's the most famous Irish Yeah, I see. Yeah. All... All the boxing pundits were saying Katie Taylor, but I don't agree. No way. No, I mean, we're I not putting Becky Lynch up there, and she's a two-time women's champion. Yeah, I mean, McGregor's, for me, he's the, I think he's the biggest sports star ever, and I'm putting him above Mayweather. Yeah. I don't know if that's uh, a yeah, I think so. He's a lot, yeah, he's a lot bigger than Mayweather. I'll, if you I'll say, say UFC and say name me three fights, I guarantee a casual fan, 99% of them will have McGregor won. And that one percent will have them too. No, yeah. One hundred percent are saying Conor McGregor in the first three. I'm like, name three fighters. Yeah. Um, the guy at work I mentioned, he, he knows I do a podcast. He don't know what about. So that's about UFC. He goes, oh, that thing that Conor McGregor does. So can you name <laughs> yeah. me two other fighters? He goes, um, Francisco. Like some random name. I was like, no, not him. He's like, yeah, I was guessing a Mexican dude. He's like Nate Diaz. I was like, yeah, he's a fighter. Who like, fought McGregor? Yeah, but it took yeah. about five minutes. Yeah. Like, he, like the McGregor, he knew he instantly said McGregor. I feel like most people are. Yeah. Hence why he's the biggest. And they started talking about the court case, um, which is very interesting. Like that moment where he just filled that window in. I mean, he went after him all because of Artem Lobov, who's who's biggest snake in the grass now. Yeah. Isn't he? Well, <laughs> I yeah. mean. Yeah, I know he. Flew out all his team to have Artem's back, and then Artem goes and turns on him. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really agree with that. No, I mean he showed loyalty there that he flew everyone over. You cannot question McGregor's loyalty. No. Whether he's winning or losing, he's kept the same cornerman, same manager. I mean, same coach. He's had the same manager all the way through. Hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's probably the big look at his wife. He's been with D for his whole life. Yeah, and he is probably the most loyal person. He's kept his roots with the Irish as well, hasn't he? Which is. Always best. Everyone says they would, but can you think of any other stars that have really done that? 
Mean, now, every, everyone seems to move team. They want to tweak things, yeah. change things. Even after losses, he still stayed with Owen Roddy and John Kavanagh all the way through it. Yeah, elite trainers. I mean, what surprised me, like, John Kavanagh's always there, but he does train other fighters. Like, yeah. I forget that. Like, Johnny Walker, that's his head coach, isn't it? Yeah. So. He almost finds Connor amusing, I thought, when I watched this. John Kavanagh? He, he sort of, yeah, he finds Connor a bit amusing. What do you mean? Sort of stands back and. When it's, him. Yeah, has his moments. Yeah, I think we'll Stands get... Stands over grin on his face. I think we'll get into more detail about that, especially the way he took this training camp. Um, but just flicking through more of this, it's when they start talking about the camp. This is what I found... I thought this was the most interesting part of the whole documentary. McGregor walks in there, looks at this guy and he goes, yeah, you're in with me. Yeah. And he has a massive grin on his face, like, I'm Spider McGregor. And then I think, was it Owen Roddy or John Cavanaugh says... He, he was literally just going in there and fighting everyone. Yeah, he don't want to drill with the guys. He no. just wants to come in and fight. Thoughts beat up that? the guys. I, could, I can see where he's coming from. He just he, he wants to be in the real-life situations rather than drilling. He wants to sort of have someone grinding on him the whole time like Khabib would. Yeah. Like John Kavanagh said in it, Khabib said, if he goes 100 takedowns and fails 99, he's going to get the 100. Mm. Yeah. Well, is that MMA sparring is... Um, is quite known for more technical in it. Yeah. Like with, the, with the boxing, you go in there. There's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more egos in the boxing sparring. I feel than usually in any MMA. So yeah, it's um, usually the MMA is a lot more technical sparring. But yeah, I, I can sort of see where Kaya and Connor would be coming from for that anyway. Well, you get fighters like Max Holloway and Donald Cerrone. They don't spar in the camps. Yeah, no. they'll just drill. Yeah, and then they'll come into the fight and perform the way they do. Maybe yeah. not Donald so much anymore, but especially Max Holloway not sparring and then coming in yeah. with a performance like that against Calvin Qatar. Yeah, he said he started crazy. COVID when he just yeah. stopped sparring. Personally, I think it's the worst possible idea in MMA is to go in the spar. I mean, especially at that level, you've got to cater to game plans. I understand, I can kind of understand in boxing because you have people, maybe say if you're fighting someone like Lomachenko, who's always in and out. Like yeah. Probably Haney had people who spam just in and out constantly and angling. But with someone like Khabib, the, I think the last thing you could possibly, the worst game plan would be, let's just keep sparring. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got to be drilling them takedowns, how to get up out of situation. And he probably did. Well, with all that sparring, as it shows throughout this series, like there's one episode where he's bre- dislocates his toe there and then there's another episode where he breaks his hand. Yeah. Another yeah. episode where he's injured his leg before the leg break. I just think there's too many injuries involved if you're coming in hard sparring. Yeah. That might be why people tend to drill, especially as they get older in the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, Jorge Masvidal, when I watched his documentary, I don't want to make it about him. Yeah, <laughs> I always do sidetrack onto him. Mike Brown, maybe one of the goats of trainers, I mean, coaches in terms of MMA. Yeah. Eight, um, American top team are huge on drilling. I mean, they make it very important to drill. Um... And I just feel like McGregor has none of that. And cause, and there was no one there telling him, we shouldn't do this today. We shouldn't spar today. Because yeah. that... I think he, this is where he did get too big for himself. And you can see him rein it back in the final Dustin fight. But before that, I feel like there was no one there saying, oi, this is a bad plan. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like everyone's scared of, to admit that to him. A yes man it, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you get that? Do you, do you guys get that? Or is it just me? I, f- I think sort of with... The Khabib one, it, it was the anger going into it. I don't think he's going to listen to his team when they tell yeah. him. Yeah. He, he just wants to go in there and kill Khabib sort of thing. Yeah. So I think he wouldn't have listened. With the Cerrone one, he was back to having fun. Sort of back to like 
the flowy Connor. Yeah. But do you think they made the Khabib fight too personal? Or do you think it was justified? I feel like the team McGregor did. Because I can guarantee yeah. in Dagestan, the last thing they were thinking about, well, there probably was, they, but they're always, it's always dark there. They're not having laughs, you know what I mean? No. They, they, they don't have technology in their yeah. camps, never mind talking to their family. You, you just know that uh, they were out there trying to smash each other in. Um, yeah, so for me, I feel like... McGregor was the um, probably advocator in his camp to go after people, and his team just l- sat there and let that happen. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. But as far as him being not dedicated, not like as he says, he wasn't getting up at certain times, he wasn't training at certain times. I thought he probably had the best performance against Khabib out of any of his opponents. Oh yeah, I, to be fair, I forgot the only one to win a round. Yeah, he was yeah. looking good in the round until he got took down and choked. What a fight! Very yeah. one of the most underrated fights of all time because yeah. of what happened after. Yeah, and you yeah. see a lot of memes of when people start against Khabib, he's coming straight forward. McGregor's the only person to put him on the back foot and make him a bit yeah wary. And that's pure skill. Yeah, and I think he did work hard. I'm not saying he didn't work hard because from what it looked like there, he was still training. Yeah. But he's probably just having a lot of... Did you see the clip where he's talking about, I train, I'm 100% in the gym, but when it comes to diet, I mean, drinking, I'm 75%. Yeah. Did you see? I can't remember yeah. which one it was. Mm. Um, but he's talking to his old Phil Sutcliffe. Yeah, the um, boxing coach. Yeah. Who I actually thought was a downfall of that Poirier for second fight. But we'll talk, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, then anyway, they go over after the training camp, they, they go to the press conference and just show how dark it was. Uh, Bowles, do you have any... Thoughts on obviously watching it at the time, how how dark it really was. I know, yeah. Uh, well, I remembered uh, watching the press conference live, yeah. and um, some of the stuff we were saying, I was a uh, was a little bit gobsmacked, to be fair, mm. um, with some of the things he was coming out with. And like like I've said already, a lot of it turned has turned out to be true. But like I said, very personal, a lot of hatred and anger mm. in there. And uh, yeah, I was it was surprising to see. Yeah, Kaya. The way I looked at the whole thing it's like it shows him in this when he gets injured and it proves how much he really wanted to be in there the way he's shouting when he gets injured yeah but with the whole press conference and stuff I, this might be the only Connor press conference where I sort of didn't want to watch it while I was watching it yeah yeah. it sort, sort of cringed me out a little bit yeah the way he was going on yeah yeah I 100% agree and I remember watching this and I oh, thinking back it, I thought this was like you know months away from the fight it was two weeks from the fight, the way he was drinking. Yeah, I yeah. cannot believe it was two weeks until the fight night. I know. And he was absolutely... He was, obviously, there's some great quotes in there. Yeah. Like banter-wise, like, there is some good moments <laughs> yeah. in there. But like, I couldn't believe it was two weeks out, and he's, the way he was drinking so heavily. And, yeah, just he was an absolute madman, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I think he's done that more to like promote the product. Oh, I reckon yeah, he would have had the two, and then as soon as he's gone away, no more drinking. Yeah. I think it was more to promote the proper 12 brand because that was as it was coming up. It was, obviously, though, drinking is now, it's like scientifically proven, along with cocaine, meth, heroin. <laughs> Alcohol has got the worst effects on your body for performance. After, yeah. Which is crazy, isn't it? You'd, you know, I mean, I'd put. Well, I've always said on one. one night out will put your week back in the gym. Yeah. Because mm. you don't feel normal for the week in the gym. You're feeling unfit, you're feeling yeah. Yeah, drowsy. So it'll always put you a week back. But I don't know if just the two glasses he had is putting him any time back in the camp. True, yeah. He probably, yeah, it's not like he was probably 
gone back in there and in the car and probably just having yeah, a Yeah, down his bottle. Yeah. But still, yeah, you know I mean it's it's not what you want to see. No. Um but it probably was more business wise. Um editing on this thing was amazing though. On it the was, doc. Yeah. I really yeah. like the, the flashbacks. It's the, the YouTube clips. videos like all popping up and getting clips from everyone speaking mm. about him. I really enjoyed that bit. Maybe a bit too much true Geordie. No. The first thing yeah. I said to my missus was, I can't stand him. He knows nothing about MMA. He's never had anything Idiot. to do with it. He's so boring. How, how has he got a platform to speak about McGregor? Yeah. In that way, I, I just can't stand him. And you know what, though? The worst part is, since he did that, like in the last two years, he probably has learned loads about MMA because he has been covering yeah. more. But it's annoying, though. And like, how, how, how can he sit there and say, Connor's passed it, Connor's this? Like, well, you don't watch the fight night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> he, even in the second Poirier fight, he come out, he won the first round. Yeah, oh yeah. The yeah. third one, he he didn't get finished. He got his leg snapped. So there's nothing... I know I it think was going a certain way. Yeah. But you, you never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every, every fight starts on the feet. Look he, at Chandler He always Barrett. comes out. If that ended after yeah. the first... You know what I mean? Chandler's winning that fight in the first round. Look what happened in the second. So, so, so you can never say, oh, Dustin's 100% winning that because... Everyone knows how hard Conor Ritz. Yeah, exactly. And Dustin always goes over how hard Conor Ritz as well. Yeah. He always says, he's always the one to say, oh, Conor Ritz stupidly hard. Yeah. Mm. I think it was really, yeah, it's just so annoying, so annoying to intrude Jordy on it. Every, when I heard his voice, I was like, I just so I was actually shocked that they actually used a clip of True Jordy on there. Like, it was in every talking. episode. I know, yeah. yeah. I think they've sort of put him in because he's annoying and they've, they've got to put the annoying people in there to say who's everyone who's doubting Conor. Yeah, they had MMA Guru in there as well, who I don't like. Have you, did you listen to much of his stuff? No, no you? Um, not really. Yeah, he's he's quite a big, he probably never trained MMA, um, but he was like absolutely clowning on Sean O'Malley. Um, and then Sean was got him on this pod, absolutely ripped him to bits. Like, they, put all, they put all the boxing people in there, do you know? Yeah. Like, how do they have a place to say about if an MMA fight has passed it when all they cover is boxing? Even Stephen yeah. A. Smith is yeah. an NBA oh, analyst. Man. Imagine, yeah, imagine Gary Neville. Imagine You're watching an Anthony Joshua doc. Yeah. And like they're carrying having Gary Neville clips in there. No. Like it's... as Englishmen, mm. we're like, yeah, we know Gary Neville. He's probably the best guy pundit for for football, isn't he? Yeah. And then um, I mean, I'm not a massive football guy anyway. But Neither. Yeah, you know I mean, we're, we're all, but we all know him, don't we? Yeah, of course. And imagine yeah. you're watching like a legendary one, and you're carrying in Gary Neville's ones. Yeah, like you just yeah, turn yeah. it off. Yeah. Um, but oh, look at that! Look at that shot right there. The amount of people he drew for a weigh-in. That was. Joe mm. Rogan said that's the best weigh-in he's ever done. Um, when could be? Well, I think McGregor was the first person to even introduce opening yeah. the arena. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was. He's the only I can remember watching the lead up to like the Aldo fight and. He, where he's in the back and he's seeing what stage he's going to be in and the whole arena and he's like buzzing about it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely elite. I wish the meals with two belts on the table with him. <laughs> I wish they went more into his diet. I really did. I love, I love yeah, but seeing the does way Does he have he... George Lockhart living with him when he does his camps? Did they say that on here? I, I thought, n- not on there, but I'm sure in, in the past he's had George Lockhart with him. I'm not too sure, to be fair. I've... Um... I didn't, I didn't know that. And is that his nutritionist then, personally? Yeah. Well, he, he does quite a lot of the UFC fighters, I think. I think he handles quite a lot of them. Yeah, I know I know a few um, names. I can't remember the guy. I, I know you've seen the Badu Jack one Yeah. on GQ. That was a real cool episode. And he, he does a lot of MMA fighters. Well, he, it might be him, to be fair. All his meals are going to be to a T. He's got that much money. Yeah. 
Yeah, of course. To be fair, if I could have one, like, if I'd love to have a nutritionist for a year and just, you know, sit, or even do a weight cut. You know I mean, imagine if that would be Yeah, because they cater to how you want to you want to do them and the progress you want. Yeah. So you choose what, the way you want to take it. But what shocked me was I was struggling with the weight cuts to 155 in this. Yeah. And then he used to get to 145. So I'd love to see the footage from him making that. Well, did you know when he fought at 145, do you know the first fight he ever had a nutritionist for? Was he a Haldo fight? Was it? Before that, he did it all himself. Yeah. He's, he said, the first time I've ever had a nutritionist was Haldo. So think about all them cuts before. He's, he looked like a ghost. That was all him. Well, he didn't want to fight at 145 in the start. I think didn't he? he got offered the Brimage fight at 145, and that was his ticket into the UFC. So we just said, yeah, right. I love it. All right, okay. And then obviously, he's just want to fight at 145. That puts him straight up there. So I think he sort of stayed at the weight. Thank God he did, though. He's I think if he'd have gone straight into 155, it might have gone a different way. He might not have wiped everyone out like he did at 145. He was humongous for the way. would have been fighting Benson Henderson, yeah. wouldn't he? And Donald Cerrone. He was humongous time. for 145. The pain and the pain and agony after he lost as well. The thrill and the agony, of course, on both sides. There's no thrill at all, but to see how defeated he was, I mean, it's yeah. surreal, isn't it? Knowing... Yeah, people seem to think he's not passionate about the sport. He's... No. But like Dustin said, he said in uh, leading up to the third one, he said he's dangerous because he doesn't have to do what he wants to. Yeah. So I, I agree with that because I know he doesn't have to because of the money, but he wants to, so that makes him dangerous either way. Yeah, and I feel like anyone in that main event doesn't have to. If you're in the main event of UFC, do you really need to be fighting anymore? Mm. I mean, you could be taking easier fights, yeah. for sure. Or e- even at McGregor's level, I mean... If you look at John Jones, did he need to come back and win the heavyweight championship? No, he's sorted for life. Yeah, well, especially McGregor, he's definitely set for life. Oh, yeah. But it's, it said in this that he sold his shares to Proper 12 for 600 million. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. So net worths on Google, they don't... All the time, yeah. they're wrong. So Yeah, that's what every celeb says anyway. Um, I think they just add up all of his assets as well sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just... Just it's amazing to see that how passionate he is, um, and how hard he, he was willing to go, whether the camp was done right or wrong. Um, it's also nice seeing the way he, he raised his kids as well. Yeah, you, you sort of see him in a different light. I feel. I like he, him more. I really I enjoyed like seeing him. the fi- family man Conor McGregor in there as well. It really get, it gave me a lot more respect for Conor as well. Yeah, which is... you see in the that sort of world tour did where it goes around Ukraine and stuff. Someone said, well, "What is your true face?" and he said. I react to how the energy is around me, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, like I, I feel like he's a nice bloke most yeah. of the time till he's fighting someone, then the energy's different, isn't it? And you can tell, you can tell that with how loyal he is. And the reason why I like this documentary because it wasn't bias. You know I mean, think about how easy they could have portrayed that Poirier last fight. Mm. They could have included him saying, not saying, "Oh, my leg feels all right now." They could have just talked that out. Yeah. And then it looks like, oh, he's gone in there with we, we like. The Last Dance, Michael Jordan. You see Michael Jordan's one? Yeah, I watched a bit of it. Yeah, like when they were talking about how he got poisoned with his pizza. Yeah. How overdramatic was that? Yeah. Like, McGregor could have quite, they could have quite easily done this, but have you seen the um, Matt Clive interview they did a couple of days ago? No. Um, at the, the Forged Inn, 10 minute one, with Oscar. I've no, seen clips, see but not seen the yeah, full thing. Yeah, came out the same day as Ariel, so I think he got lost in the pack a bit. But he said in there, he didn't get any creative freedom. Like, if it was up to him, he'd have more intricacies and details in it yeah um 
But yeah, that was the end of episode one. Uh, we'll go into episode two. But before we do... So we had someone else sort of choosing what went in it and what didn't. He didn't, he didn't have any say in it. I, I kind of like that, though, because then that's why it isn't so biased. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, they've done it really well. And before we do go into episode two, though, Boz, have you uh, feeling good today? Feeling tired at all? I'll tell you what, I'm not. You're not? Why and, is that? Uh, um, I've, there's only one reason for it. Yeah? I've been using Get Neutral. Yeah, well, you've, you've been getting neutral. I have been. With the company Neutral. Yeah, I mean, I think we call it Get Neutral. I have been getting neutral. Yeah. So, what is, what is neutral? Well, neutral is a caffeine-free energy that you use once a day. Yeah. Um, it's got uh, all of it, all of the mushrooms. Do you, want to, do you want to go through some of the nutritions? And cool, of course I will. We've got a bit of magnesium, cordyceps mushrooms, uh, lion mane, maca root, lavender powder, ashwagandha extract, lion mane mushroom. I mean, it's got everything for you. Yes. And this is, for me, the next big thing in the market. I mean, we see more coffee shops come in. We see more CBD oils getting introduced, seeing ice baths and everything. But in terms of recovery... This bag that is only £35 a month, and uh, you can even get it even cheaper if you subscribe for the year, is an absolute flow state game changer, isn't it? It is, for sure. And you get you don't get any of that horrible crash that you get with uh, normal caffeine or other energies like Monster or whatever. You yeah. always get a clean, clean dose of pure energy. Yeah, I mean, I've stopped drinking caffeine. I'm completely out of it, purely yeah. because of getting neutral, uh, yeah. purely because of neutral. I mean, and it I'm, tastes delicious as well, Jeeve, don't forget. It does. It tastes way better than coffee. Um, I haven't had a coffee in weeks. No, I mean, I'm up so. bright and early. It's giving me that extra push for work as well. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I've been slapping it out at three o'clock, like every day, three yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Um, everyone at work looking like, Doing some sort of drugs with hey, the way some, I'm taking it. Sometimes down. I'm going for seconds. It's oh, yeah. that good. It's oh. that good. Well, the recommended dose is one a day, so we're not encouraging that, are we? No, I mean, of course not. Balls is. That's for the regular human. You're not a regular human, are you? I'm so. not. I'm built different. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, um, Kaya, you're a bit of a caffeine addict, so maybe this is the one for you, possibly. In I'll be 100% online. giving it a try. For sure. Well, if you want to check them out, Get neutral on Instagram. They have the link in the bio. I'll try and include it. I forgot last time. I'll add the link to the website in the description of this podcast. And uh, you can just check that out on our thumbnail on Instagram. So, yeah, get neutral uh, today. With that rundown. I mean, and let them know we sent you if you are interested in it. Uh, so, shout out to neutral. And, uh, yeah, back to it. Episode two. This one was about the cowboy fight. Yeah. Should we go into a bit of your thoughts behind Cowboy versus McGregor before before we obviously go through it? Um, what was your expectations when you heard McGregor was announced fighting Cowboy? I thought it was a dangerous fight to come back to, even though everyone said Cowboy's over the hill sort of thing. But I thought it was a dangerous fight to come back to because Cerrone can be off one day and then on the next. So... Yeah, I thought it was a really dangerous fight. To be fair, um, I was uh, I was sort of, uh, you know, I've not been in the UFC for years and years, like, sort of locked in on the UFC. I've, I've, I knew about Cowboy, obviously. I knew um, that he's a legend of the sport. But I sort of just saw McGregor going in there and winning. I don't know about you, Jeeves, as well. Yeah, I, um, personally, I, obviously when I started getting into it, it was probably about, 09, 08-ish, so Anderson Silva was really the guy yeah. back then. And then you did have that next breakthrough in around 2012, 2013, when you had Benson, Henderson, Cowboys around. He was probably the top two in the lightweight division, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. So 
yeah, I loved I loved Cowboy, um, and I just thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a weird one that they're going into it. Yeah. But it takes us right into this episode, knowing McGregor was asking so much. I just want to tune up. Mm. I th- they said Edgar in it, didn't they? Did you hear yeah. that? Frankie, you wanted Frankie Edgar. Yeah. That wouldn't have been a welterweight, would it? I no, that would have been a one fifty five, I'd imagine. But I think that would have just gone the same way. Oh, he would have won. A, yeah, as yeah. the Cerrone fight did, but everyone always counts out Cerrone, and then. Like against Rick Story, he comes out with a once in a lifetime combination. Yeah, I mean them shoulders. He's, he's always going to be dangerous, cowboy, especially with the head kicks. Yeah, um, and his game off his back as well is really good. So he's a complete all around fighter, isn't he? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like you said, we mentioned it last episode when he spent went to Ukraine, um, and he was there showing his natural personality, wasn't it? Yeah, um, seemed like a real. All around good guy. Yeah. And then they announced the cowboy fight and he just said, obviously it was really hard for him to get a fight, I think it was. Which, how can you not get your top guy a fight? I know. Um, I think, was that after actually it this was, fight? It I think was, it was after uh, this Yeah, fight. it was, it was after lockdown. this fight into the next one when it was locked down. But I sort of see where the UFC is coming from with it because it's the top draw, the need, the yeah, need the gate, the need crowd. the ticket sales. Yeah. So. I thought it would have been sick because McGregor really preached that he wanted a empty arena fight we'll talk about after this fight sorry um smart maybe me um but yeah he anything else major that happens in this episode i don't think too far i don't think too much happened in this it was just no. more happy mcgregor wasn't it yeah it was yeah um i say it's sort of a sort of like a cool down yeah episode if you like yeah resets i think it don't really go more into too much about mcgregor no. apart from the fact that this is what he's like when he's mm. really ready and he's hungry. Yeah, you hear Owen Roddy speak about how he's back to his old self, being happy, in the martial artist, Conor McGregor coming back. Yeah, and um, I mean, this is an exquisite 40 seconds. I remember I paid, yeah. I was so annoyed because it was the first BT Sport 1 they put on pay-per-view. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, what's happening here? I, it was unfathomable that I had to pay for UFC. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, yeah. There's Americans paying $50 a pop or $80 a pop. Yeah. Um, remember copping it and then um, watching it in the morning. I don't know why I didn't watch it live. <laughs> yeah, I just had to Did watch you, it in the morning. Uh, buzzing with through. a purchase or not? Hey? Was you buzzing with a purchase or not? I think we went somewhere as a family. Mm. And it was like, you know, pretty, pretty late. We just never ended up watching it. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I remember just forwarding it. I was like, I'll watch the rest later. And... Mm. Uh, <laughs> taking about 40 seconds <laughs> but what was your guys thoughts on the performance um anyway killer killer instinct in there um it showed that um after all the years he's still got it he's still got the fire in his belly and he's still uh he's still got that killer instinct okay you see he sort of speaks about how he was out for a while so he, he rushed after the head kick yeah like, overcrowded himself mm. with shots which i kind of agree with the old mcgregor would have took Took a step back, took his time, being patient, and found his shots. Whereas he rushed it in this. Yeah. As you can tell, he came out with a left hand straight away. Sorry, dipped under, but then he had the shoulder strikes up his sleeve. So. Yeah, I mean, it was also good to see his relation with DNA. I think, like, as a UFC fan, everyone knows how close there was. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone's ever, but probably for someone who's never heard of McGregor or watched him, it was nice seeing him. Like, obviously, they've gone through everything. Yeah, as she's well. obviously yeah. been with him since he was on the welfare, claiming welfare. Yeah. And, all the way to now, and he's took her out of work. It's it's nice to see. Yeah, I mean, just an absolute 
like all time power couple, isn't it? Between oh, yeah, for sure. It's oh, the yeah. dream, isn't it? That's what, it what is. you're aiming for, isn't it? Yeah, what, of course. Everyone aims for, everyone, everyone aims for that, don't Of course, they? it's a dream, man. Yeah. We've got two retired blokes out here. One day in your documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Elite scaffolding documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Could go pro. I mean, mm. we're not ruling out. No, yet. who knows? Journeyman. Ah, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's going holding back journeyman. Um, what else happens in this episode, really? Is it just after this? Is, did they talk about COVID in this one? It couldn't get a file, is it? I think, no, it, I think it's no, the it's, three, in it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. sort of heading out of it where he couldn't find a fight. And... I love watching him on the pads. Yeah, oh, it was just, good. Yeah, yeah, especially when he's like filled out. He yeah. just looks like a like, yeah, but I don't, I don't like the whole boxing style. Where he's got his elbows up high and yeah, everyone, he, he everyone, everyone prefers the karate stance, Connor. He lost him the fight, didn't it? Really, like he, lo- he lost him the Poirier fight, which we'll go into. But also, look how weird he looks out. Like, do you know the McGregor you don't see? Where he's got like, a clean shaven, mm, yeah. a weird stubble in the long hair. It's like it's a lot you don't see about him, but. Um, yeah, episode three we're now into, um, and it's he it kind of goes back to his roots only with Phil Sutcliffe. Yeah. Um, thoughts obviously all of us being boxers anyway. Um, do you think that was a recipe for disaster bringing a boxing coach into your corner? I don't think that was a recipe for disaster. I think taking the Floyd fight was because that made him want to box. It made him enjoy cool. boxing again, and then. He was sort of coming into the fights with a boxing style when he should have stayed to the karate stance. But then that sort of didn't work for him at one point because people were blaming it on Ido Portal and stuff like that. So not too sure what's the right way to play it for yeah. him. Because Poirier still could have beat him even if he did have the karate stance. It's just one of them what-ifs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Balls, your thoughts? Would you ever bring an MMA guy into your corner? Like, Is that the equivalent or is it bit of a stretch trying to compare it like that yeah I mean like I say it's a completely different world isn't it when it, when it comes to boxing and MMA it's uh, it's it's a tough one I, like I say I agree with Kyra I don't really sure what the right move is because mm. uh, going straight into boxing and fighting the best I mean obviously it's it's a good move good money move and obviously draws a lot of fans but I don't think it's the best idea to switch sports when you're meant to be in your prime sort of thing yeah and then but going would you say that's 100 M's no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> of course not. But like I say, yeah, I don't really not. I'm not really sure what the right answer is to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but then you, you you have GSP who was also training with Freddie Roach and things yeah. like that. So yeah, and Jason Perillo's quite boxing heavy. Yeah, one second. We just got a. It's got an audio issue here. One second. Longest episode ever. <laughs> yeah, apologies for that, boys. And well, to be fair, it, it, boys and, and girl, boys and no. We had uh, six female listeners on the last episode. Hmm. You know what I mean? Boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. there we Fair go. Expanded. Yeah. We are. Um, to our 87% or 90% male audience. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I can't remember where it was. I was had a bit of a sound issue there. Uh, but we were talking about Phil Sutcliffe from Wayne. Yeah. The way he was added. Um, but yeah, this one goes into the first Poirier fight and how dialed in he was. We'll start talking about the fact that he couldn't get a fight. And he really said he was just pushing, he just won't get anything, but he's training hard because he didn't want to. Because he saw the Cerrone fight of the season, didn't he? Mm. Um, and yeah, he, he just carried on training and he was, re- he was really up for it. He wanted to fight, he couldn't get one. But as you mentioned, Kyle, it would make no sense for Dana to put McGregor in an empty arena, not knowing what's going to happen with COVID. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's, he's sort of looking at ways to make money, but when Connor wants to be active in his prime, they should have really given that. Oh, yeah, sure. you've got to keep your cash cow happy, and you? Or you say your cash cow, your main, your main guy. You've got yeah. to keep him happy. Yeah, oh, yeah. As you see, he walked away from the game and then teased it by texting Poirier, as you see right here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to yeah. do an MMA charity fight out of UFC's hands. And that got UFC talking, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, it got them moving for sure. Straight away, oh, we'll book the fight. Yeah, and, and it did get booked. Um, so pretty much, he, he goes and takes that fight with Poirier. Um, just goes through his preparation, how nice he was. Uh, again, very much. A, I do feel like it was a character. When he says it or not, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's trying different approaches. He looked like so old in there, didn't he? With his shaved head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he just looked so strange. Um, I don't. I don't think he looked bad. I think it was just the calf kicks. Obviously, wasn't prepared for him. Yeah. Um, the weight cut was interesting as well. Now I like, like watching stuff like that. And, yeah, you're seeing that he also struggles with it at 155. It just boggles me how he ever made 145. Oh, yeah. He did look horrific at 145. He did, yeah. I mean, absolutely drained. I think, realistically, 145 is the weight for him. Everyone's saying, no, he's only won one fight at it, but it's his best ever performance. And maybe the best one, performance ever. No, 155. Oh, right, yeah. It was, he's he's it was only just... won one fight at 155, but it was his best performance he's ever had. Maybe best in UFC. Yeah, history. it's the second best performance behind Masvidal versus Diaz for sure. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Without, uh, without no other chance. <laughs> that's a separate episode in itself, to be fair. Yeah, you know I mean, because we have this debate a couple episode, of times yeah. a month, don't we? Yeah, we do. And we had it in the middle of a, in Manchester at about three a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Dominic Cruz. Cody Garbrandt. That was um, also a good one. Yeah, but like I say, he's, he's doing a rough cut for him. Um, and then it goes into his leg getting absolutely beaten. Yeah. And you could tell he was oh he was so good. He he looked like he was thinking to himself, What was I thinking? Mm. Yeah, did you did you get that vibe off him? Yeah, sort of. Like, I I think I don't I don't know what he was thinking to be honest. I think he thought you could tell that he thought he was like after the fight he was going like, Why the hell did I ever yeah, I mean, just coming with that stance so heavy-footed. But then catching yeah. the calf that many times, if he's if he's got that bouncy stance in and out, is he getting caught as much no, for that? No, of course mm. not. He's, he's out the way of it. Yeah. No, no leg kicks uh, again. As you can see here, he's got no. his hands high, walking forward. He he isn't moving backwards like he normally should. It was nine, 19 to 1 leg kicks ratio, mm. which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and Poirier's a sniper, isn't he? Yeah. Even on the feet. He's such a good boxer he's as well, so Poirier. Good. Um yeah, just, like again, this one just seemed more anguish yeah. instead of pain and upset, just gutted that he couldn't do it. Well, you can see where he, well, he gets hit with a leg kick and sort of ends up against the fence getting hammered by Poirier, but yeah. well, right here, you can see how good his head movement is in it. He wasn't getting hit a lot. Yeah. A lot, yeah. A lot of it's going off the shoulders, but then obviously well, when I watched it's it caught live, with a big one there. When I watched it live, I thought he was moving with him, and then he just went down. I did. What's happened here? I, I didn't think he was even hurt. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know about you guys. Well, he, well, he says that uh, there was no, there was no stun. It was more leg kicks. But yeah. that looks to me like he's, yeah, he's been rocked. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a big beating. But did he sort of just take it because he couldn't really put any weight on the leg anymore? Yeah, true. I'm not too sure. Well, um, before we go into the next fight, Kai, you've got some forged Irish stout. 
have. We're doing a live taste test right now, aren't we? Let's go for it. A live review on the forged Irish stout. I've been looking forward to it. I've been staring at the Irish stout for the whole episode thinking... I'm ready for this. Shout out to Kai, by the way. He, yeah. he has brought me. He's, oh, a huge he's shout an absolute legend. Um, here we go. Look at this. Beautiful review on the count. That looks really nice. That's clean. It does. It does. Do you do you want to crack it? Quick send. You got white clothes on. Careful. Oh, oh. it's going everywhere. Oh no. Oh. It don't matter. Just put it on here. It's, it's not bad. Here we are. Cheers. First gulp. To the label. To the, li- to the, to the label. To the, to the logo. Oh, that is good. Is it good? I said when I tried it in Ireland, it is better than Guinness. you got to get it to the I, label. I also agree it is still better than Guinness. Is it? Yeah. Hands absolutely. down. Even out of the can. Yeah, it's a lot sweeter. That's your first sup. That's, that's it. That's your first sup. Right. I've it's never, really good. I've never had a beer in my life. Never tried a beer. Seen. Never tried a stout. No. And his first one's going to be the forged Irish. Let's see. I could have a few of those. It smells all right. I'll tell you that. Never. So, cheers to myself. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Big sup as well. Oi! I'm not even lying. I thought it's I would good. not like it. It's really nice. Maybe I'm a beer guy. Maybe you're a stout oh, guy. Man. Is it? Is it? Is it a stout guy right now? Would I pick it over a Pepsi? Absolutely not. Well, uh, but yeah. it tastes better than I thought. You, it tastes you, better than it's, I it's an alcoholic you beverage, you. and they also do the non-alcoholic now. They're bringing that out. You can't beat a Pepsi Max on the rocks, can you? <laughs> this is my <laughs> choice, isn't it? It's my go-to choice. But I actually, I actually really like that. So, if you're looking for a sponsor, <laughs> uh, shout <laughs> us. It's funny because we've just we've just done that get neutral one. Yeah. <laughs> drinking beer. Um, I'll still like a proper. I'm trying to get the white well, beer. We've, we've, got plenty, we've got plenty of love to go around, haven't we, G? Of course. Yeah, we've got Unlimited love. Of, of course. So, cheers for bringing them in. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, we go to the latest fight Poirier versus McGregor 3. And his training camp, this one seemed very vigorous, didn't it? He, he can't, I remember he, can't, he didn't say it in this doc, but he carried on preaching mixed martial arts in yeah. the build up. And you could tell that that's what he went for, didn't he? Yeah. Because people. He's, he's obviously listened to the fans. Everyone's saying, get rid of this boxing style, bring back the karate, Connor. And yeah. as you can tell, when the fight was gone, he sort of brought back that McGregor from Poirier 1. Yeah. Came out spinning sidekick straight away. Well, two back-to-back. And then sort of tried keeping that style. Yeah, he's oh, he looks so flush in there. And I think this is the best he ever looks for, looks for a fight as well. Um, yeah. Kind of shape-wise. Um he, look, he did look real good in there. Best shape I've seen him in, actually, against Dennis Seaver. Four six-pack outs. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. shredded. But you go such close as does that. Yeah. yeah. But, but, really. but you can't see if he's in that shape right now because he's got tattoos covering it. Yeah. yeah. The only yeah, bad thing for tattoos is you can't really see the shape that someone's in. Yeah. Yeah, kind of hide you as well. But yeah, pretty much this whole episode was based on how his leg wasn't feeling quite in. Yeah. yeah. My bad. That's how you're at school. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Um, just throughout his, they did preach about the leg kit, like how his leg just feels a bit compromised, doesn't it? Um, and it was just pretty much seeing how he worked around that, how he healed. The dog said, maybe if he gets, doesn't really improve, call it off. But he, like I said, it was good that they put in there that he felt good. He felt yeah. like it was good enough to go. Um, instead of manipulating it to the point where he walked in there. But maybe he should have just... He, well, he's never been one to pull out of a fight, as it no. shows in this doc. He's always and his other film on Netflix, 
that he always yeah. wants to take the fight anyway. Maybe in this case, he should have sat out, maybe withdrew from the fight, let his le- leg recover, then went for it. 100%. I think, I reckon the UFC pushed him. So he's to... looking at, how, how long's he had out now? When was this fight? July 2021. Yeah, so he's had nearly two years out now. Yeah. Because of that. And then he's looking at the fight with Chandler towards the end of the year. He should He should have. Let's be honest, he should have pulled out. Like, But it's all hindsight, isn't it? It's all right I was saying it now, knowing what happened. But I wish he did, because then it wouldn't mean a longer layoff. It would have been a better fight. Um, I mean, if the, if he fights Poirier again, he gets more more time to train, more time to sort of get used to leg kicks. Even though it was quite a lengthy gap between the two, anyway. But yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, a lot of it was over. Is like they tried to talk a bit about his persona going back into it. This is his worst press conference ever. Yeah, he comes on, he throws the hot sauce. Yeah. The only good thing he said, I'll dance on your head. <laughs> That's about it. He did let me down though. There was no zingers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, well, you could tell in the Poirier 2 fight, Poirier didn't really trust the nice persona. Yeah. He was a bit off with it. But yeah. Whereas he had every right to be because he come back in this he one. He looked so uncomfortable, didn't he? Like, yeah. During yeah, that yeah. too, um, even just like him saying, oh, well done on the weigh-ins and that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Poirier just... I reckon this is prime Poirier. Though. Yeah, for like, sure. You're fighting... I mean, it's just so weird watching this Poirier and then seeing how bad he looks against Oliver. Yeah, that's credit to Dubronx, isn't it? Off yeah. Um, yeah. But then I also thought Poirier looked bad against Chandler, but then come back to win it. Oh, first he was getting yeah. tagged everywhere, yeah. wasn't throwing. I thought, is he maybe over <sighs> the hill now? I'm watching that fight back when we get in. I love Poirier, man. I, I'm a I huge do. fan. I love the, I love the pistol, yeah. pistol. What's it called? Pistol whip. Yeah. He just, he just starts doing that. I just love that. I'm trying that in my fight. Honestly, I'm just gonna pistol whip the head off him. But yeah, it was a brutal beatdown. Why did McGregor shoot? Why uh, did he shoot? I don't know. I don't know why he pulled for that guillotine. And then he always said, submissions don't count. Remember when he was talking to Stephen A. Smith? Huh. Um, he says, my record is like 15 and 1 or 19 and 1, whatever. And I don't count submissions. And he's like, knockouts only. <sighs> um, why the hell did he shoot? And it just... <sighs> a few people said to me about this fight, about he got caught with the left hand and then stepped back on it. But yeah. if you look, they're both like interlocked arms and no shot landed. Poirier said that as well, though. Yeah. He said it happened before, but yeah. you can quite easily see that. It was just literally a step back. And uh, that, that's a, that says... John Kavanaugh says he had his speech ready. Um, yeah. And then it, that just happens. Um, you can see as he's looking in the cage, then he's thinking, what's going on? Yeah. And then... Pretty much, even McGregor said this, and I felt it. They just rushed this episode at yeah. the end. It feels like out of nowhere, he was better. I wish they really went into maybe episode five of how his legs recovered. Yeah. I mean, maybe take a bit more time. Um, yeah, and the last like seven minutes were just like went from him in absolute bits, couple of old thingies about how far he's made it, and then he's better again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I sort of like how they put all the old interviews in. Yeah, about when. When he was saying that he wants a different car for every day of the week, and he wants his yeah yeah I love that. And now he's got it all, especially the same way he texts all his team on that yacht. I was just like, oh, you know, yeah. you've made it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all time legend of the sport, biggest name ever. Your favorite fighter? Yeah, easy to say. Absolutely. Um, Been a fan for nearly a decade now. Yeah, and yeah, to be fair, same here. This year is probably is a decade from when I first found him at least anyway um yeah all all time great career all time great documentary as well really enjoyed yeah, it yeah and um if we could get your quick thoughts on Chandler McGregor um away from tough because to be fair or, or just in general um are you excited for that fight I mean yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I am excited. I feel like the way Chandler's going to come in, he's going to have his head on straight away, shoot, McGregor's going to stuff it, and then I think he's going to get wild and McGregor's going to catch him on the way in. Hot take. Balls? I feel like there's no... You, you can't come wild up McGregor. You can yeah. come wild up people like Poirier, Gaethje, because they just come wild back, whereas he's like a sniper, he's precise. Comes straight down the pipe. Yeah. Times people really well. Well, I'll tell you what, the uh, the respect that I've uh, I've got for McGregor after the doc, after seeing his life and whatever, and I've liked, I've grown to like him a lot more. Yeah. But I still think Chandler's going to win. Ooh. Um, but I would love to see McGregor knock him out. Yeah, I I do really like Chandler. We're yeah. both Chandler guys. Yeah, we are. To be fair, we have we do love. What Chandler am I doing here? <laughs> well, you know, I like if McGregor wins, of course, I'll be gassed. Uh, would you? We'll have you back for the preview if you want. If you want to, if you want to hop back on, maybe one day. Yeah, um, sure. For we'll the do, preview, yeah, for the McGregor Chandler preview, or even the, the tough. We'll, we'll review tough every week. Um, oh, a tough sure. review, yeah, yeah, that's we'll, good. We'll do it as a segment. To be yeah, fair. but yeah, we're very excited. Again, I, fa- I feel like it's going to be rushed. The tough, though, they said they've got to squeeze that all in in four weeks when it's normally six weeks. Yeah, mm. I feel like it'll still be mm. action packed, but. Dinner. I don't know. Apparently, I, the clips I've seen, I'm going to pin you. <laughs> I love that one. It's 185. <laughs> you do what you're told. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate you coming on, Kaya. Of course, hopefully. Thanks for one of the boys, on. isn't it? One of the boys. Of course, he's one of the boys, yeah. Um, and yeah, Kaya should be back soon if you enjoyed it. Make sure to leave a five star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Fight Rundown. You can follow Kaya at Kaya Marsh. You can follow Harry Balls at Harry Balls One. You can follow me at Jeep. You can follow us all at the Fight Rundown, like we said. YouTube content should be coming more soon, more frequently. We've got the Cameron versus Taylor review coming on Tuesday uh, or maybe Thursday, depending on when this this one goes out. And yeah, 